Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today I have Marty Elberg. This guy is known as the um, bucket list attorney. Bucket list attorney. We're going to find out what that means along with his life story and everything else. So um, do me a favor, if you would, share this out right now. Go ahead and share it out. And then, I mean, stay with us. We're going to be right back and we're going to talk to Marty. And we are back. Let me bring Marty on. Marty, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you being here, man. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm excited. We're not going to talk about it yet, but I'm excited to hear about the bucket list attorney thing. Um, I've seen a lot of attorneys. I know a lot of attorneys, actually, and um, never heard of a bucket list attorney. So that's that's going to be I think I'm fun. the only one. I, awesome. I have a trademark, so I better be the only one. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> or you'll sue them. That's right. <laughs> so, um, Marty, this show is all about um, having a breakthrough in life. I, I, I started it probably from a very selfish perspective. I, I was stuck in life myself. And I knew that if I heard enough people tell their story about how they got unstuck or got through the crap, I would figure it out, and I did. Um, and now today, I, I this is all about your life story and 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 teaching and telling people how you got unstuck and how they can get unstuck or go to greater levels in life. So why don't you start with telling everyone where you were born and raised? Well, I was born and raised. So I was I was born in Denver, Colorado, but I was raised in Iowa. So from like four on. Raised in Eagle Grove, Iowa, tiny little town. Did a lot of farm work, learned how to work hard, learned how to persevere through winters and yeah. summers <laughs> and bug season. <laughs> and, win and winter again. And winter. Yeah, There's yeah, always winter. a second winter. winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just when you think it's gone, it comes right back. You know, I grew up in a little tiny town as well in Ohio. Um, very similar to Iowa, shaped differently, but the, very similar, right? Right. And and I've always said that I think kids 16, 17, maybe 15 should go out. Every one of them should be required to spend a summer on a farm, especially baling hay. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. You 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 bale hay. For I don't know, just one week even, like you're gonna have a completely different respect for life. Uh-huh. And, and I'll I'll go one further. Um what what made me study was um I'll I'll try to say it the polite way, um shoveling manure into a manure spreader. Oh yeah. Usually don't say it that way, but yeah, I'm not sure about your audience, so I want to be respectful. They um, they they're familiar with the word shit. So shit, shoveling <laughs> shit with my brand new Star Wars overalls on, right? Oh my, coming God. down my sleeves, and my and I just had this disgust 
a look of disgust on my face, of course, as as you should. Yeah. And my dad says, hey, you don't want to shovel shit all your life? Keep your nose in the books. Amen. And I did. And I did. And, and I, I, I swore that I would I would never have to do that if I'd never wanted to do it. Right. Yeah. So, well, yes. And, I mean, Family, probably, shoveling shit. Uh, you, you, will, you will learn how to study. You, pro- you probably wake up every now and then and think, boy, I, I could really go for a dose of shoveling some shit today. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the heck? No. No, 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 never. Yeah. No, nobody maybe, wants maybe, to do that. Maybe a couple of bales of hay, but uh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, even that. I, 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 I've, okay. Full transparency. I've bailed hay one time in my life. Oh, okay. And I was, it's a long story I won't get into, but I, it, it just, the way that it worked out, we were trying to get the bales up out of the field before this storm hit. Cause we know right. what happens for those of you that don't know, just Google it. What happens to a barn when hay gets wet? Um, so, so I, I go out and I'm wearing, I literally was getting ready to go to the swimming pool at my apartment complex. So I had a tank top on, I had swimming trunk shorts on and, and and this is back in the day when it was short shorts, not, not these. Right. Exactly. And the farmer that was asked me to help him, he goes, Hey, I got some overalls and stuff. I'm like, who wears overalls? I'm not, I'm not a redneck. I ain't doing that. (laughs) Oh my God. Hey, we'll get in places on your body that you do not want. Hey, in Mm -hmm. and it's, oh, it's, yeah, it took weeks. And it's not as soft as they make it look like on TV. It's not, it is painful. It's painful. But anyway, I, we went off. I'm sorry, I, I took us off track there. No, I think that's perfectly on track. That is that is part of my, that 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 was the beginning of my journey of I, right this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean that you you definitely learn. I I really think that we have a problem with work ethic in this country today, and 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 morals and principles and mm-hmm. and being you know raised on a farm in the Midwest is is a really good way to not go down that path. Yeah. I don't know. It instills something in you. So, so uh, talk about when you were growing, I mean, did you get into the whole Iowa football thing in, in school and. Yeah. So I, high school football. Yeah. I played football, uh, okay. you know, and I was in a tiny little town. Like I said, I think we had 85 in our graduating class. So I was offense and defense. There, there was no sitting out. It was, it was, uh, you know, those hot summer nights, <laughs> yeah, all nights, yeah, yeah, Playing double duty, and uh, yeah, it was tough. But um, our our town was not really a football town. Our town was a wrestling town. Uh, so Iowa wrestling it used to be. I don't know. I think it's probably lost its crown, but wrestling capital of the United States and Eagle Grove was a major force in wrestling. When I grew up in the '80s, wow, uh, we had so many state champions that that went on to college. Um, one of them coached at Iowa for several years, um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, it was. It's uh, it's been a, it's been a uh, an interesting transition. So yes, I did play football. I did get into Iowa athletics, but uh, yeah. I wasn't like a superstar, and I was too small. <laughs> I was six three, too small. Six, when, three. I was 180 though when I graduated from high school, oh. so it's too small to to play college ball. Um, 
where I went. I went to the University of Northern Iowa, which is the third state school. And uh, I, I thought I was going to walk on, but I went to practice one day <laughs> just to watch. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not there yet. I'm actually bigger now than I used than I was, like muscular-wise. Uh, I lost a lot of fat weight, added a lot of muscle in the last couple of years. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was tiny. <laughs> here's, here's a buddy of mine, Jackson Crisp. Jackson, how tall are you? I think he's six nine. He played in the NFL okay. as a lineman. He's 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 awesome. He's he's a great guy. He's a lineman. He's a beast. I, yeah. Last time I saw him, he was saying, I said, dude, don't make me whoop you. I <laughs> he goes, Don't, I'm scared. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're they he's oh he's six eight. He's only six eight. Only six eight. Yeah, yeah. we could take him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so on my shoulders, we got him. Right, right. He's at 135 pounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. So, so, um, you graduate high school. You ended up going to college, and and I know you became an attorney. But what what made you? What was your major in in your your undergrad? Uh, well, first started out as business administration. Okay, it ended up I hated accounting. And I had two more years of accounting to get through. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. And then I found out about this amazing, amazing major called recreational studies. Oh, that's beautiful. (laughs) And and it actually is a management degree. So it's a management degree in recreational services. So they looked at um, the nonprofits. They looked at community rec. Um, Back in the day when I was in in college, um, it, it it was a lot of corporate rec. And that's really what I was looking at, corporate rec and um, cruise ship. So those were those were my little dream jobs. And then all wow. of a sudden, corporate rec got uh, booted because it got cut from the tax code that it was not a uh, uh, tax write-off anymore. So those things went away real fast. Wow. Yeah. So, so where, what did you transition into? Uh, no, I stayed in recreation. I, I finished oh. with, uh, I, I, I was on a 10-year plan. So I <laughs> for a bachelor's degree yeah, for a bachelor's degree. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. Van Wilder had nothing on me. I, you know, I, right. I did. That's the awesome. So no, I did. I went to, went to school for a couple of years, did a study abroad program in London, ended up that I absolutely loved traveling. And I, I knew I did cause I'd been to California a couple of times to see my uncle. Yeah. Um, did the study abroad program to London, came back to Iowa, and I was like, oh, God, I got to get out of here. <laughs> so I finished my ROTC and uh, got my commission, and then I moved to California. So you, so you were in the military? Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, three days after graduating high school, I was in basic training. For the reserves, reserves which for which branch? Army. Okay. Well, thank you for your service. You're welcome. Thank yeah. you. So, so you were ROTC, you got commissioned as, what is that? Second Lieutenant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. So you, you, um, how did that go? And that was 80, what? 89, I believe is when I got my commission. So I graduated high school, 86 basic training. Then I did uh, my, uh, enlisted training the next summer as well. And then I started ROTC got my commission. So I was, I was, you know, the best of both worlds, really. When you're, when you're enlisted and become an officer. Yeah. It's way better. That's awesome. So, yeah. uh, We're we're the same age. 
Yeah. The same exact so. age. Yeah, yeah. Read, read your bio and uh, yeah. So. Yeah. So, so you, um, you, you decided that, um, California. Yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be better. Right. I was, I, I actually went in, I, I, did I sign or did I, I was, I don't remember my best friend and I were going to go into the army on the buddy system uh-huh. and I backed out at the last minute and he didn't, he was pissed. So <clears throat> yeah, we're no longer best friends, okay. but anyway, so, so, um, yeah, that's, that's crazy. So you went into, you said you went to boot camp. And then where did things go from there for you? Uh, well, I went to boot camp, then I went to college and uh, okay. was there for a couple of years. Then I did my study abroad program and said, I was really not for me anymore. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I lived in London and I traveled all around Europe. And yeah. I was like, all right, let me let me explore bigger territories. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm- I, I, yeah, I didn't graduate at that time. So I went took some time off, took a hiatus, let's just call it. Yeah. And uh, went to California to uh, pursue life in California. See okay. what I can stir up. What so, part? Uh, LA. Okay. So, well, I, I initially moved to like Laguna Beach, but then eventually ended up in LA. Okay. The LA area, I guess. And when did you finish college? In uh, 96. So that was the 10 year plan. So oh, I took wow. a few years off, went back and, uh, that's got to be tough. It, it, it was, but it was also tough finding a real job without a degree. Mm. Uh, no problem finding a waiter job. So I was a waiter for waiter and bartender for years and uh, yeah, paid the expenses, paid the bills, made a couple and, movies, you know, did all that Cal- California, LA stuff. So, yeah. So you, you, you did the, the, so you finished your bachelor's degree. At what point did you decide to go to law school and where was that? That was, um, (laughs) this story gets a little rough if I say it (laughs) the way I usually do. I had a terrible divorce. So, um, I, I had a terrible divorce and then, uh, 2000, the divorce was final and it was all right up until that point, but then it got bad and there were custody issues and, you know, I judge would give me time and my ex-wife would go back and try to get more judge would give me more time. It, it, it was, it was difficult. Um, we, long story short, we get along great now. Um, you know, 23 years later, we get along great. We co-parent like no other to a 28 year old. Awesome. <laughs> so we, we do awesome now. But it was bad enough. I was in court enough and I paid my attorney enough that I said, hmm, this law school thing might be a, this, this lawyer thing might be a, a, a good thing. And my current wife, who I was um, just dating at that the time that we were talking about this, encouraged me to go to law school. So I did. So I went to Cal Western in California Western School of Law in San Diego. Wow. And uh, Yeah, I was living there at the time. It, yeah. Uh, prior to that, I got laid off. Um, the tech bubble burst in 2001 and I was uh, managing a technical recruiting uh, office. So we had eight recruiters and boom, no, it was crickets, 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 crickets. And then nine 11 happened and not even crickets, just zero, zero. Was, anything. And they yeah. came to close my office and half the other ones across the country. 
and I was like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. It was it was brutal going to work every day, making calls with nobody answering. So yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough racket. I've been there. So you um and and Sandy, I just got I was just spoke in an event in Carlsbad. I my first time there, and I was like, yeah. oh my God, it's beautiful. It I is. Could, I could never live in California, but it was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Yep. Absolutely. So, so you went to law school in San Diego and you get out of, I'm assuming you graduated. Graduated in 2006. Uh, so it was 10 year, 10 year plan. So, you yeah. know, right. Right. Six high school, 96 Perfect. bachelor's yeah. 2006. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was 35 when I went to law school. So wow. I was the old guy in school. And then how, and how old were you when you graduated law school? 38. Okay. Yeah, well, 37 then to turn 38 yeah. right after that. So, yeah. So you took the California bar. I did. And it's a, that's really sore spot in my, in my life. I did not pass, I, but I didn't have to, cause I was moving to Iowa. We had figured out our custody issues by then and, um, um, planned to move to Iowa. My, um, current wife who was my wife at the time I graduated from law school had already moved back to Iowa with her kids and, oh. So we were we were planning on living in Iowa, but I had to take the California bar because I got a scholarship. I got a a, a diversity scholarship because yeah. I had a had a melded family. So I was able to get that. And in order to keep that scholarship, I had to take the California bar, which meant months of torture studying. It's the hardest bar in the country. I don't I've know heard if that. it is, but it used to be. Um, I think it was about a 45% pass rate when I took it. And I had three readings, which means you get an extra point here, you get an extra point here. And then I think I was about two points out of 1600 to not pass it. So that means like less than a full percent, like wow. a, a half a percent of one more multiple choice question. And I would have passed. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's not that I was ever going to practice there, yeah. but I've never failed a test in my life. So, Hey, <laughs> Did you retake it? No, God, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I've heard that it's a tough one. I've heard. Yeah, it. no, I wasn't. I, I was never intended on practicing there because I was moving to Iowa. Right, right. Back to Iowa and to get the kids through middle school and high school and and uh, and, and be with our families. That, so you, that but at. you took the bar in Iowa. I took the bar in Iowa. And, and you passed. Easy. Too easy. Uh, I was like, oh, I must have missed something on this test. because Right. Right. There, there was only one sentence answer. Right. That's all they were asking right. for. California bar, it's two pages. That's crazy. You just keep writing and making stuff up because that's yeah. That's crazy. So so you 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 go back to Iowa, you pass the bar, you become a an attorney. Um, and did you go open your own practice? Did you go to work for a firm? What what yeah. did you do? So I I, I uh, when I was studying for the bar, when I first moved there, I worked at the clerk's office. Yeah. Uh, so the Wright County uh, clerk of court, I was uh, the clerk's office and, and I got to know some of the attorneys, I got to know the judges, got to know the clerk's office. So I asked them, Hey, are you hiring? Are you going to be hiring? Are you going to be hiring? And they're like, no, we, we, we don't have enough business to hire anybody. So, you know, 
I, I thought, well, then I guess I'll be opening my own place. And there was another attorney that started about six months before I did. And we talked about uh, opening a practice together. And then we, we ran some numbers and said, well, if you get a divorce case and I can't get the other one, then it's not going to be economically efficient or, or profitable because we'll conflict out of half of that case. And the rent in Eagle Grove, Iowa for a building was, yeah. uh, uh, you know, you figured 300 bucks a month, um, a case that pays 3000 it's it's not it doesn't make sense so we still collaborated on a lot of things and taught each other what we didn't know and what we did or what what she didn't know or i didn't know we would you know we'd collaborate and it worked out great um but it worked out so much better that we were not sharing offices because we had probably a case a month against each other so it was uh it was wow. one of those uh, interesting setups we had it was it was kind of like on tv where you see the attorneys fight in court and then they go out to lunch together yeah, that's yeah. just kind of how we were yeah, yeah. i yeah. know so i i don't know how i honestly don't know how i take things too personal i have no idea how attorneys do it yeah As some some attorneys there's no way i would even say hi to them outside the courtroom because they are so nasty and they're nasty outside the courtroom like yeah. even when they call you they're bah, 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 bah which is why I don't do family law anymore. Yeah. I went to law school for family law. I don't do family law anymore. Well, because of my situation, my, my, my personal situation. That's why I went to law school. And uh, I, I just decided that was not for me. So five years ago, I stopped doing family law and it's, it's been fantastic. Do you still practice law though? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What, yep. Yep. What, so 10 what, years ago, so, so I don't know where, know where you want me to jump around, but we well, were in. What's house. your specialty? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. So estate planning, estate planning and probate bucket list attorney. Everybody should have an estate plan on your bucket list. You should be making sure you're leaving a legacy behind, not a mess. Yeah. And that's where the bucket list attorney comes in as well as being a bucket list coach. That's awesome. So, so talk about, talk about the, and, are you still in Iowa? Oh, no, 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 no. Moved to Florida 10 years ago. So I had to take the Florida bar. And it's, not reciprocal. it's not a reciprocal. That, Florida and California and New York. I don't, I don't think New York has any reciprocity with any other state because okay. there are enough of us here. We don't want anybody to just come in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They talked about it about two years after I got here. I was like, no way. I had to take the bar you take the bar. <laughs> right. Is it harder in Florida? It is really hard. So New York, California, and Florida are the hardest. And I'd say Florida was just a little bit easier than California. Um, I, I studied for it just like I studied for the California bar. So I, I did pass right away. So it was. Uh, Debbie, Debbie has her own show um, and you, you should be on her show. She's freaking awesome. Um, she asks a question. What is on your bucket list that you plan to check off the list next? The list next. Okay. So I just got back from a, a, my trip to Italy. So that was on my bucket list. So just wow. got back a little over a week and a half ago. Um, what's on next is um, to spend at least a week or two in um, probably Colombia. I've been doing Duolingo for, I have to check it, 545 days now, I think. 
<laughs> wow. Plus about 70 uh, before I went on a three-day fishing trip that was also on my, my bucket list, which was 540 days ago. Wow. Uh, so living in South America or stay in South America for a couple of weeks and, and work while I'm there um, and just get more fluent, fluenter, more fluent more in fluent. Spanish. Yeah. Um, on the Italy trip, um, my friend's uh, girlfriend came along and she's from Colombia. She doesn't speak much English and I don't speak fantastic Spanish because I'm Duolingo. That, that's it. Yeah. Duolingo. Yeah. And, and high school Spanish, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody. I know how to say que pasa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually, we were, we were teaching each other. So it was really good. And I, and I felt so much more comfortable with the Spanish speaking to her than, you know, I do right now thinking about it. Yeah. So I think that immersion of, Hey, I'm here. Let's just try to speak as much Spanish as possible. That's awesome. So that's, that's on the bucket list. I, I don't have an exact date. Just like I said, cause I just got back from Italy. So we're, we're kind of still recovering from that. That's and, awesome uh, though. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not just travel that's on my bucket list. Um, you know, driving the, uh, the 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 speedway, Daytona Speedway. Yeah, they've got a um, uh, NASCAR experience up there. Yeah, so that that's definitely on there in the next six months. That's awesome. I, I, that. I, I'm in I'm in Broward County, so I don't necessarily need Spanish in Florida. If I were in Miami, absolutely. Yeah, you just said you need Spanish in Florida. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so if, if you, well, I'm in Dallas, so, um, it's, yes, there's a lot of Spanish speaking folk over here for sure. But so, so you, I, I want to talk about like you, you were in Iowa, you, you passed the bar, you start a practice, you're, you know, I mean, starting a business, I mean, it's not easy. You start a business and you hang, you, you know, hang Literally. your shingle, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, I had a nice sign outside a building that I bought. Yeah. Because the building, cheaper, you bought the building? You were to buy a building in Eagle Grove, Iowa than it was to rent at the time. Oh, got it. So for $17,000, I bought a 3,000 square foot building. I used half and people kept asking me if they could rent the other half. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'll expand eventually and uh yeah within within two months i was busy enough to hire a, a an assistant wow so i literally just put my sign out there that said elberg law office and i grew up in that town my parents were still in that town my uncle's cousins were still in that town right and people would just open the door and say hey welcome back well, and can you do this for me i said yeah. yep <laughs> can you do this for me yep so in Eagle I'm Grove, here to get a divorce from Myrtle. Can you help me? Absolutely, I can help you. <laughs> I, I, you know, so, but, but then you, you decided to move to Florida. Yeah, uh, after point. spending a few winters in in Iowa right. again, it reminded me that okay, well, we really wanted to get our kids through middle school and high school. So my kid, my son, was the youngest, and. Uh, so when he got to high school, we had a four-year plan, and he, yeah, we're like, hey, as soon as you graduate, we're out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, did they follow you to Florida? Um, he yeah. actually is. Yeah, my yeah. my son is in Florida. Uh, my wife's son is still in Iowa. Yeah, and uh, my my mom is still there um, as well. So, 
Yeah, we we grew up in the same small town. Yeah, we just reconnected at our 15 year oh. class reunion and yeah, sparks flew and yeah, yeah. it's history. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, my son did uh, five years in the Navy after he graduated high school. Okay, and then uh, ended up uh, coming to Florida, and he went to film school for three years. Graduated. Right. Now he's got an awesome job at a construction company handling their um, their digital media. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what, so it was just the winters and I winters, got winters, winters. And we yeah. come to Florida a couple of times for vacation to go on a cruise. And I just, we both fell in love with it. We're like this is amazing. And, and I loved Southern California, but again, I'm not taking the California bar again. And I didn't really want to live in California again. I, yeah, I no. decided I wanted to try Florida. See yeah. what Florida was like. I don't. Yeah. I, I hear you. So you, you go to Florida you shut down your practice in Iowa. Yeah, I sold it to my associate. So yeah. about a year after I started it, um, yeah. uh, somebody came just like I came to town, brand new. It was like, yeah. hey, do you have a job? And one of the judges suggested she call me. And she did. And we hit it off. And I said, well, I, I guess we can probably figure out how to make enough money to make this work. And we did. Wow. And uh, so when I was getting ready to leave, we were transitioning out from me to her being the owner and uh so she basically bought my practice so now was she a, an employee of yours or of capital yeah, she was uh an employee so an associate attorney yeah okay yeah very cool and she bought me out and i yeah moved to florida okay so you moved to florida and you're still you're like i'm going to florida taking the bar and i'm going to practice law in florida well, I passed the bar before we moved to Florida. Okay, okay. Had I not passed the bar, we probably would have gone to Mississippi, to the Gulf Coast of Mississippi. Oh, yeah. The, like Biloxi area of Beautiful Long Beach. There. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. We, yeah. My wife's cousins live there. so Yeah. And, nice. and and Iowa has reciprocity with Mississippi. so Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I got to back up. Yeah. <laughs> we knew we were not going to be in Iowa. Either that or Alabama. Gulf Shores, Alabama is all right too. So beautiful. It's so nice. So, so, um, you're starting over though in Florida. Uh, Yeah, starting from scratch. Absolutely. And that's the part that people don't understand. I mean, that's not easy to do. No, it was not. And it's not a small town where everybody knows your name. It is not. And it is a town that there are more than four attorneys and not half of those four are retiring. So they're not really taking cases. So, right. uh, Yeah. What Um, was that like? So talk about that. When you get to Florida, now you're starting over a whole new business. So after sending out uh, probably over a hundred resumes, applying to over a hundred jobs, yeah. At law firms, um, you know, with, you know, I had six, seven solid years of experience and not getting one response, even after I follow up with them, because I did have some sales training. So I, you know, I followed up with a lot of them, whether it was emails or phone calls and not with a, not a single email return, not a single phone call returned, wow. not a single, Hey, thanks for sending your, uh, your, Oh, I did get a couple of those. Thanks for sending your resume. Not, not at this time. Thanks for, thanks for interest. We're not interested. Right. Um, after that, I was like, all right, I guess I'm, I, I guess I'm starting my own thing again. So that's what I did. Wow. Just, just dug in and, and, uh, went to every networking thing I could uh, possibly find or possibly fit into my schedule. And I hated networking when I first got here. I hated it. 
Yeah. The idea of networking in Iowa was you can go out and play golf and, you know, get introduced right. to three or four people and they go, Oh, Hey, I need a will. Oh, Hey, yeah. I need a divorce. Oh, Hey, I just got arrested yeah. for drunk driving last night. Can you help? Right, yeah. Right, hey. right, right. See if I get three clients just golfing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not quite. So it didn't work quite so well here. I, I right. tried it. You know, I went golfing you know, by myself as a single and got paired up with people, but no, nah, didn't, 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 didn't take. Uh, it's, right. it's the long game here. Yeah. So what, um, how uh, did it take off for you? Uh, yeah, it, it did for a bit. Um, my, my friend that was here, um, that I, that I knew we ended up staying with him for a little bit long, uh, couple, couple of issues with trying to buy a condo in 2013, as you yeah. could maybe imagine, if you remember that housing crisis, that was, I remember very well. That. <laughs> trying yeah. to get a loan to buy a condo in Florida was almost impossible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back then. Yeah. Especially uh, so, if you own a business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I didn't have an income. My wife just yeah. got here, just, just had, a, just found a job. And yeah. so you know, there was no income. Wow. Income history. So it was tough, even with 20% down. And yeah. they're like, well, if you come up with an extra 5%, I'm like, oh yeah, let me just reach around and pull that right out of <laughs> an air. Yeah. So, so you, you, um, you struggled through and that's yeah, so, you know, so my, my friend was, was working for a couple other attorneys and he was handling their marketing. So he had this strategy of sending mailers out for divorces. Yeah. The, the attorneys do it for tickets. They do it for criminal charges. They do it for like bankruptcies. They do it for a yep. lot of other areas, but they were not doing it for family law. So we would send out a hundred mailers. I would get probably six or seven phone calls. I would get two or three clients out of that. Um, unbelievably high rates of return for mailers. And it was, it was a great way to get business. It wasn't the best you know, business that I could do, but it was the only business I could do because trying to do estate planning, people are like, oh yeah, I've been wanting to do that for a couple of years. And then a year later, hey, I'm ready to do that. So there's no urgency built into estate planning. Right. There is a little bit in probate, um, but even that is like, oh, well, we can wait a while. Um, family law, hey, you've been served, so uh, you need to file a response within 20 days. And that was urgency. So we were able to build a client base that way and then just grew from there. In Florida? In Florida, in Fort Lauderdale, yep. So you got back into family law? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was always in family law. Oh, I thought, okay. Uh, yeah, I thought yeah. you so in Iowa, I was family, family, tiny little town, pretty much had to do everything. They call it door law. Anything that comes in the door, we can do it. That's why I said somebody walk in the door and say, hey, can you do this? I say, yeah. Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> there were a couple of things I did. Like I didn't do bankruptcy. I didn't do taxes. I didn't do, that was probably it. So I did a lot of real estate. I did a lot of criminal law. I did a lot of family law. I did a lot of um, estate planning, some probate. Um personal injury even in the workers comp. And uh, that, you know, was amazing. Yeah. And come to Florida and it's like, okay, now I have to choose one. And I hate family law because I was already at the point where I hated family law. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> but I had to pay the bills. I had to, I had to get that business up and going. So you need, yeah. sometimes you just got to dig in and scoop that shit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what that's family right. law was. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what year was that when you moved to Florida? When was that? That was 2013. Okay. Uh, oh, that's right. You were 10 talking years ago. About the Almost exactly 10 years ago. Wow. 
Um, and I, so I'm assuming your practice is doing well now. It's doing quite well now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you it had, um, it's, it definitely had its roller coaster moments. And yeah, sure. It's called owning a business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Um, so talk about what, where the, the, there had to, I would imagine there had to have been a moment where you decided to become the bucket list attorney. What is that all about? What was the moment? What was the pivotal point the, that, that made you go, I wanted to be the bucket list attorney. All right. Yeah. So it was really, um, it's probably about a year before I stopped doing family law um, that I, I was like, yes, I hit my revenue goal. Right. So, oh, wow. I've, I've been working this hard right. to make this much money. Yeah. I finally hit it and it was miserable. I was just absolutely miserable. I had a full head. No, I did not have a full head of hair, but uh, <laughs> right. had a full head of hair, I would have pulled it out. Right. Uh, it, it, I just hated family law. I hated doing dealing with the, the clients. I hated dealing with the opposing counsel. I hated dealing with the judges. And I just knew I had to change something. So um, I went to a business conference and uh, one of the speakers was the bucket list guy. And he talked about how to have a bucket list to re re-energize your life and, and bring more meaning, purpose and satisfaction in life. And I just started head full in in i was like i'm in i bought all the way in i'm like okay i'm doing this so i created bucket list for myself and i started doing things for me not necessarily just travel one of the things we did was was a, a trip um but uh, it was fitness it was health it was um working on relationships just working on yourself and and really just doing things that made you feel me feel good you feel good right and, uh, so i just stuck with that and uh, about a year after we now probably about six months after I just dove head first into bucket list uh, bucket list life, um, I stopped doing family law. My associate, she was like, I hate family law. Wow. And I'm like, all right. And she went on to do her own thing. We're still great friends. <clears throat> and uh, I said, okay, if I don't take family law cases, that's going to chop off more than half my revenue. Okay but I don't have an associate. And if I don't have an associate, I don't take family law, I don't need an assistant. So get rid of the assistant. Now I don't have an associate, I don't have an assistant, I don't need an office, I can work from home. Uh, there are other attorneys that work remote and I, yeah. I, I just was like, that would be amazing to work yeah. remote. But I don't have an office, I can live by the beach because I can now put some of that money <laughs> right. into, into yeah. a condo on the beach, right? Yeah. So that was that was the transition right there. So I started living my bucket list life to the fullest. Stopped taking family law cases. That phone call that I, I still remember. Hi, I'm looking for a divorce attorney. I'm sorry, I don't do that anymore. And it was hard, hard because that was money. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, refer it out. So, uh, yeah, but um, it's been five years now. So I always say I'm a recovering family law attorney. I haven't had a family law case in five years, three months, two days. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. So, so, so you do probate and and estate, estate planning. Yeah, okay. so trusts, wills, trusts. Yeah, try to stay away from wills, but trusts to avoid probate. 
that's the that's the whole point of estate planning is to avoid that whole nasty court probate situation. Not talk that it about, always talk nasty. about that for people that don't know. Uh, for people that don't know what you you're talking about, what what is yeah. the downside of the the probate thing? Yeah. So let's let's just take you through a life scenario. Let's just imagine you have a nice, happy family and. Um, a lot of people aren't married now. So let's just say the wife owns the house, has a kid, uh, the not the wife, but the, the girlfriend owns a house, has a kid. The um, non-spouse lives in the house, right? Yeah. Well, the, they're young, so they don't get a they don't get a plan. They're like, ah, we're too we're too young to worry about that. That's what old people do. Yeah. Well, they don't get a plan. Well, the state has a plan for you if you don't have one. So let's just say the mom dies. They leave a six-year-old kid and the boyfriend. Well, the boyfriend's living in the house because it's, you know, he's, they shared the expenses. It's just right. it just wasn't on the deed. Well, that house goes to the kid, not to the boyfriend, if there's nothing in writing. Uh, wow. and, and actually, the Florida homestead laws say that the house goes to the kid, but we can we can fix that a little bit inside of a trust. So a trust avoids the probate process. So the worst part of that whole thing is, besides the house going to the kid, um, now dad has to go to find an attorney. And, and as lovely and fun and nice as I am to talk to, you don't want to talk to me when your loved one just died just no. so you can get your finances straight. Yeah. So now they have to talk to me. We have to go to court. I have to give them the bad news that it's going to cost several thousand dollars. It's going to probably take six to 12 months. And by the way, you're going to have to get a guardianship over the kid's money because now the kid has assets and kids can't have assets. So, so now you're going to have to be involved in the court system every year until that kid turns 18. Wow. Just to have control over the finances for that child. Now, um, here's the bad news. You don't even get any of that house. So if you ever need to sell it, it's got to go in the kid's name. You've got to get court approval, blah, 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 blah. The bank accounts that she had also go to the kid. It's a mess, absolute wow. mess. And we can fix that with a trust. We can fix that with a trust because the assets remain inside the trust. If she's got bank accounts, life insurance, that money can go to the trust. It can be set up for the, the dad. It can be set up for the kid, for the kid's life. And, and the dad doesn't have to go to court every month or every so often to do whatever he needs to do to take care of the kid with the finances because the money is in the trust. Think of right. it as a bucket. Um, I oversimplify it. Just think of a trust as a bucket. Put all your things in the bucket, your house, your bank accounts, your brokerage accounts, even your IRA can get directed to the bucket and then you can disperse it uh, through IRA laws. It creates a little separate, separate little trust inside there. Um, Wow. And, and there is no going to court and it's fantastic. So. Wow. Okay. Who controls the bucket? The uh, you probably the dad in this situation, um, but whoever you choose. So if you've got a loved one that you want to do it, um, you appoint your, your spouse, you appoint your sister, your mother, your best friend, your, you know, some financial advisors can do it depending on, on their company. Um, but usually it's a family member or, or a very close friend, somebody you trust, somebody okay. you trust with, with finances. 
And of wow. course, they can get help from other financial advisors, from tax people, from, right. from whoever they need to. But the cost of administering a trust is a fraction of what it is to do probate. And it's not as painful because it's immediate and it's private. The trust is private, doesn't go to public. So let's just say little Johnny was going to get a million dollars and it's, it goes through the court system. Well, now anybody can go to the court and find out that little Johnny got a million dollars. And and now they can say, hey, you want to buy a Lamborghini? Hey, you want to buy a Rolex? <laughs> so right, right. It's, 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 it stays bad private. news. Yeah. And then eventually little Johnny gets money or however the trust is set up. Yeah. Yeah. So the trust is set up. I, I usually, of course, I'm going to give options to, to clients because they don't know. So it, it, the money is always going to be there for the health, education, maintenance, and support right. for that child until that child reaches a certain age. Um, usually I like to say like 25, 30 and 35 yeah. And I always give my kids as an example. I could probably use myself as an example. Yeah. At 25, had I got money, that money would probably not be used in the wisest ways. Right. 25. So you get a third yeah. of whatever's in your bucket at 25. Go go have fun. Go explore right. whatever you want right. to do. At right. 30, you get another third. So half of whatever's left inside the bucket. And then yeah. at 35, you get the rest. Yeah. And hopefully by the time you're 35, you've learned that, oh, I wasted it at 25. I did okay at 30. At 35, I'm going to make it work for me. Yeah. So that's why I do those stages. And if I use my own kids, my my um, my stepson, you know, at 25, yeah, I don't know how, how much money that would be left. At 30, right. he already had a, a kid, had another one coming on the way. So that money would have been at 30, boom, for the family. 35, yeah. you know, he's already got two kids now. Um, right. He's 32 now, so at 35 he would be, you know, taking care of the family. Right. So that's why I like that staggered. Give them an opportunity to, to learn as they as they get older. Yeah. Instead of just giving it all at the same time. Now, little Johnny that didn't have a trust set up, and 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 the dad had to go to court and get the guardianship at age 18. If there's seven hundred thousand dollars left in that account for that kid, here you go. Here's seven hundred thousand dollars. Go for it. At 18. At 18. Wow. Go have Yikes. a party. Yeah. I mean, some 18-year-olds might do well, but... Oh, absolutely. One out yeah. of a thousand, maybe. Yeah, yeah right. Right. Uh, wow. That's crazy. How how do you... Um, I mean, I see it like life insurance. Like, it's got to be... It's You've got some... some unspoken barriers in your way people don't like to plan for death they like to plan they don't like talking about death they don't yeah. nobody does nobody wants to bring it up nobody wants to talk about it i, I talk do. about it I all the time I, yeah. I deal in i just say i deal in death i'm the attorney of death i'm a bucket yeah. list attorney bucket yeah. list, kick the bucket right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i i love that man i i think you know i say it all the time you're not getting out of here alive like nobody nobody there's not one single person ever born on this planet that didn't die. Or that won't die. Or yeah. that won't die. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so 
when you're when you are when do people come to you when they like are like okay i'm getting older or do you see younger people coming in now or? yeah so so my focus is really that that young couple that that oh. younger couple younger i guess you know yeah. 35 to 50 um yeah they've got little kids at home 54 is still young yeah exactly 54 is still young 55 is young 50, it is 55 is the new 25 right it is amen, yeah. amen. that's right <laughs> but that, that's my that's really my target i okay. i love working with them because it's just, just educating them on that little scenario that i gave you they, yeah. they're they they have that in the back of their mind they know that they need to make a plan they just don't know who they need to talk to i never wear a suit this is this is me dressing up by the way yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm approachable i'm i'm I try to be nice and I really think I really take it to heart. Like if I don't make somebody laugh during our conversation, talking about death and dismemberment and all this bad crap that can happen to you, then I haven't done my job and you're not going to feel comfortable enough to go forward with the plan. Yeah. So just just having fun with it and, and understanding that people are not comfortable and making them comfortable talking about death. Yeah. or a, a disability, Alzheimer's, um, getting a leg chopped off, something, you know, all this fun stuff that we talk about. Uh, it's its part of life. It's the only part that's guaranteed in life is you're going to die. You know, uh, people say death and taxes are the only guarantees in life. I know lots of people that don't pay taxes. So, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So, but you said five, was it five years ago you were at a business conference and you heard the bucket list guy? Yeah. yeah. What conference was that and who was the bucket list guy? Yeah. So it was BizX, so action coach. So I had a business coach. So one of my revelations back when I started this 10 years ago yeah. it was like just wavering on almost giving up and going yeah. to the van down by the river or the ocean since we were, <laughs> right <laughs> at least we were in the ocean i was i was seriously considering throwing in the towel and and just doing something else and uh one of the first people i met here was uh, uh is a business coach juan ortega love him to death um with action coach and i couldn't afford to hire him when i first moved here and i couldn't afford to hire him when i actually hired him but had i not i don't have a clue where i would have been um but anyway mm. action coach Yep. And uh, just continued to um, have him be my coach and, and work through marketing, sales, uh, messaging, um, yeah. target market, uh, all of that. Um, had it not been from, like I said, I don't know where I would have been. But there's a action coach has a, a business conference every year. Yeah, and I went to a few of them, and uh, and one of the speakers was Trap Bell, the bucket list guy, and awesome. he's he's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so you're now a bucket the bucket list attorney, but you're you said I'm also a bucket list coach. What does that mean? I'm a coach. What does that mean? Like you, yeah, you, so you, it's a I, I, Trav puts it as it's a, being a tangible life coach. Okay, so a lot of life coaches talk about your feelings and and how do you how do you see things and yeah. I talk about okay, what do you want to do. And I right. go through my bucket list roadmap. You know, we talk about relationships. We talk about community involvement. We talk about exercise, getting unplugged, uh, a lot of different things. So, yeah, 
it's uh, um, 10 different categories that'll cover pretty much all of your personal, professional, financial, and community goals. Right. Uh, what do you want to do to be more fulfilled? And then we work on doing those things, actually putting the action in. You know, we can hope, 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 dream, 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 but without some positive action, we're not getting anywhere. Nope. Positive thoughts, positive action, positive results. Amen. So that's I what love I, that. That's what I work on. So you help people build a bucket list. Yeah. How many build people? How many people do it? Do what? Build and take action on. Yeah. It. Yeah. How many people out of a hundred that you meet new new people out of a hundred already have a bucket list? Oh. Uh, so there, there's a couple ways to look at it. Do you have a bucket list? Yeah. Okay. Do you have it written down? No. All right. Does it include anything else except for travel? No. So probably uh, two or three out of a hundred. Right. Have it written down and it includes more than just travel. Right. That's like awesome. even the bucket list movie, they didn't just have travel stuff on there. They had some really cool stuff on there. So they did. I agree. I agree. So, um, where, and, and you wrote a book. I did. I did have a copy of it. I'm going to hold, I'm going to give you full screen, show everybody your bucket list life. Now a roadmap to happiness, starting with six minutes a day. Talk about the six minutes a day. What's that mean? I'm an attorney. Six minutes is a billing increment, one tenth of an hour. So when we're when we're talking to attorneys, they know exactly what that means. And a lot of attorneys say, I don't have time. I don't have time. Oh, I bet you can find six minutes. You can find six minutes to do something. My Duolingo lessons take about six minutes every day. And I've found time to do them. Wow. So you, you can be creative on, on where you uh, <laughs> where you do your Duolingo. Wow. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Um, but six minutes of working on something uh, like intensely, you can get a lot done. And we know that as attorneys because we bill in six minute increments. I've worked on, I, I don't, I, I don't do hourly billing anymore. Um, I do flat fees. Uh, my life is so much better and so much yeah. than, than, than billing billable hours. Um, but, but attorneys know, okay, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to work on this client's case for a half an hour. And they know they can knock out a lot of information, a lot of work in, in six minute increments. Yeah. So that's why I said the six minutes. Love that. Because they say, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. They don't have time to what? Make their I don't have time work. to do anything for me. I don't oh. have time to 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 enjoy life. I don't have time to, you know, go out and have fun. I don't have time to plan to have fun. Or, you know, there are it's yeah. it's just a mindset they, they they get trapped in and and so many attorneys are just miserable and they can't find a way out of it. And I've Trying to help them, trying to help them get out of that downward spiral. Is your focus only on attorneys? It's not only on attorneys, but again, you know, we'll, we'll do that all that marketing and, and we niche down. So yeah. we, we, if I'm talking to an attorney and another business owner says, oh, I've got that same issue. Super. Come along. Come along for the ride. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's totally awesome. So um, the book is available. Is it on Amazon? 
It is on Amazon. So that link I gave you goes to my little landing page, and I just ask people to put their information in there. We'll get you something special in addition to the book. So just uh, awesome information. There it there. is. Just your name and, and email, and then click the link, and then uh, it'll take you to Amazon. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Are you active on social media anywhere? Yep. Facebook. Um, got a list coach page. I've got my Circle of Life Legal. That's my my law firm, Circle of Life Legal Services uh, page. Okay. On Instagram, it's getlistcoach.martyelberg. Um, and, uh, and YouTube. Uh, we've got a, we're, 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 we're working on the YouTube channel. So I can say we've had exponential growth in the last three months. Went from six 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 subscribers. To, I think we're at twenty nine now, so I can call that. <laughs> That's awesome. We're growing what the audience. You... Check me out, Marty Elberg, uh, Circle of Life Legal, YouTube. I'm not. I'm not even sure how. See, I'm not even sure how to how to tell you how to get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you type in Marty Elberg. I'll show up. I, listen, I think, I think what, you, now, where are there states that you don't practice in as far as oh, the, Florida? I only practice law in Florida. Oh, okay. Florida. Yeah. I, I, I put my license in Iowa on hold, so I don't even have that. And we've already gone over the California one. So, so you can't, you can't do estate planning or bucket list stuff. Um, oh, I can do bucket list anywhere. I can, I, can, oh. I can do bucket lists okay. anywhere. We do group programs. Um, right now I'm working with a, with another attorney group. He's got a, a, a 500 people in his group. I've got probably 20 people going through it. Um, gotcha. About eight show up live and then some of them watch the, re, the replays. That's what I'm doing right now. We're opening it up for, uh, for the public to, in, a, in a town near you soon. <laughs> Not in a town, awesome. on Zoom. Yeah, so yeah. it's all all virtual and all group. That's awesome, no man. Coaching, so yeah, so awesome. Well, Marty, I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing your story, and hopefully, a bunch of people go out and get your book. And um, and Robert Brooker's on here. Ben Gay the Third is on here. He is a legend, by the way, a legend, legend, like he worked with Napoleon Hill and oh, yeah. he's, he's <clears throat> legend. He's a good dude. Um, my wife says, what a great idea. This is, it is a wonderful service. I, I, I love what you're doing. So everybody make sure you go to, um, bucket list coach, forward slash book. And, um, and I know that your website is being worked on right now, bucketlistcoachmarty.com, and um, and then follow him everywhere on social media as well. So, Marty, thank you for coming on today and sharing your wisdom and 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 what you got going on is pretty amazing, man. Thank you, I appreciate you. Thank you, and thank you for having me. It's been been fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, thank you. All right, everybody have a great day. Go follow Marty. Go to the website list that's scrolling across the bottom of the screen and grab a copy of his book, and we will see you all later. Marty, stay with me. I'm going to end the live stream. We'll see you guys later.